Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. We are so pumped that you're here. Maybe you're standing in your living room. You can be seated right now. We're going to dive right into God's Word. And I'm just telling you, I'm so pumped that you're with us today. We've never, actually, we only had to do this one other time in the history of our church. And it was when uh, uh, Irma hit. And so we canceled. And so, man, we were all excited about doing at the movies and all pumped and uh, didn't, didn't work out according to our plan, but that's okay. God had different plans. And so I'm, I'm just glad that you're with me. And uh, we're gonna have some of our team come on the stage and join me. We're, we're pumped about this to, to get into God's word. I've got a message in my heart. But before I get into it, let me just say a couple things to you as a church family. Um, listen, all day long, we're gonna be streaming um, live here at South Tampa. And so uh, if, if those are concerned, we have under 250 people in the room right now. And I've checked, they're all fine, they're all well. There are uh, no temperatures, so we're, we're healthy. And we're, we're taking this thing very serious because we wanna honor our, our authority, our government. Um, we don't live in fear um, at all. We don't have any fear in this thing, that's what I'm preaching on today. But we do have wisdom, and so we wanna make sure that we are wise about this. And thank God for technology, that we have the technology available to, to stream this into your home. So I, I really am excited about what God's gonna do through this. Um, there's been a lot of questions on what's gonna happen in the next couple weeks. We have no clue. Uh, we don't know what's gonna happen. Um, so we're gonna play this week by week, so stay up to date with us. But here's what I want you to know. We care for you. We're behind you. And so if you have a need, and I know there's a lot of needs. This is what the church is for. So there's an email that's popping up on the screen right now. Care at weareradiant.com. I want you to write me and let me know whatever the need is in your life. You're having trouble finding childcare, let us know. You're having trouble with some of your bills, let us know. You're having trouble with food, let us know. This is the time that the church should shine the brightest. So we need you guys, we're behind you guys. And, and listen, social distancing is, is for physical, like don't get close to people, but stay connected with us. So ride us, you know, let us know how you're doing. We wanna be here for you guys. We love you guys so much. And I know there's a lot of questions about Easter. Um, all of our Easter locations, I mean, we have it secured at all of our locations for Good Friday services, Saturday and Sunday services, our Tampa services, are supposed to be in the convention center. Uh, we are playing it by ear. We'll let you know in the next couple weeks if that's gonna happen. And let's just pray that God uh, turns it around. So it's gonna be awesome. All right, y'all ready to get in the word? Hey, I always like to start with something funny. So uh, we're gonna jump right into it. And uh, I thought it would be fun to show some uh, coronavirus memes that I've liked um, over the last week. So how about this first one? I love this one. Me after hearing someone cough on my $8 round trip flight to Italy, love that. Right there, you just gotta laugh a little bit at that guy right there. Um, true story though, I, I did a exercise the other day uh, in this competition and so when you do it, you get this thing, it's, it's a weird thing when you work out like a really fast workout in a really short period of time. So I was coughing like crazy but I had to go to the airport to pick up a rental car. And so I'm in the rental car line, coughing like crazy. It cleared off the whole line. Like I got right to the front, it was awesome. But don't do that in the airport. All right, here's the next meme I found for you guys. Let's put this next one up. I love this one, just back from our cruise. Had a great time. That is a great one right there. Um, don't go on a cruise right now, not a good idea. Okay, here's another one that I thought was pretty good. If you ever get pulled over, this is just what you do. Like you are free to just have a good time. It's awesome right there. All right, uh, a couple more. I thought this one was awesome. Whoever started this game at the beginning of 2020, please finish it quickly. 
How true is that right there? All right, one more. I thought this was awesome. And then this one's like, let's see who's really behind the coronavirus. So we know this idea. Let's try to figure out who's really behind it. And I figured it out just for you guys. Nobody else knows this, but Radiant Church, you guys, we figured it out. Here it is. Who's behind it all? The Charmin guy. He's behind all of this thing. All right. That's awesome. All right. You ready for a word from God? Here, here's what it is. All right, now, now let me just tell you who's up here on, this, on the stage with me today. So this is important. We got a whole group up here that is um, ready to respond to you guys online. So they got Facebook, they got um, YouTube and emails and whatever it is. So if you've got any questions, you got any prayer needs, you write in, you, you just say, that's a good point. Man, preach it, pastor. You can't respond to me. Respond on here. How about this? Every time that someone just says amen, they'll just shout out a good amen. Don't do that. That would be really distracting. But uh, we're going to have them respond. And so write in some stuff so it's more interactive. And so we got some of our pastors and leaders up here. So we're going to have a good time. My beautiful wife is here. Isn't she just like the best in the world? There she is right there. So we're excited about her. Uh, she's got to be behind me. So she's taking notes. I told her don't play on her phone for this sermon. Any other sermon she can, but not this one. All right. Here's the word that I want you to write down. The title of today's message. Here's God's word for you today. It's simply fear not. Fear not. If you're looking for a word from God today, it's just simply fear not. In a season, I, I don't know about you, I've had to remind myself over the last couple days to just fear not, to just like as overwhelming as it is, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a leader, I'm a Christian, I'm a pastor, I'm a man, and I've had moments over the last seven days where I've just had moments where I had to remind myself, wait, 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 wait. I, I gotta fear not. I, I, gotta, I gotta remind myself. Now, now, we all have moments where fear creeps up in our life. So I thought I could ask some of you guys, um, what are some kind of maybe some of your, your fears that you guys have that are maybe a little irrational. So um, who's got one, all right? Does anybody got, Suze, you got one? Fear of spiders. Spiders, spiders. I know a lot of you guys, if, if spiders is your thing, you write it down, I think that's a, a big one. All right, anybody else, you got a fear? What do you got, Kenton? Drowning in my car. Drowning, he said his fear is drowning in his car. Like, that is scary. And you drive the St. Pete Bridge way too much. It's a really good one. Kyle, you got a good one? Scared of heights. You are seven foot tall. And he's scared of heights. Seven foot tall. Scared of heights. Anybody else have a good fear over here? Fear, she is ridiculously scared of sharks. Like that is the truth. She will not go into the ocean at all. Um, we have gone one time on, on a trip and we were on a little kayak and she started crying the entire time because she thought it was a... And she did it with me because we were... Uh, we were you, she had to. It was like the early days of marriage where you had to do everything. She would never do that now. Anybody else? What, what's a good fear? Frogs. How can, they're slimy. They're slimy. You, you cannot be fear of frogs. That is an irrational. All right, do we have anybody that's wrote in a fear online? What, what is a good fear? What, you got any? All right. Snakes. Snakes. Okay, now snakes is a rational fear for you guys. Like, you should not have snakes around you. Any other good ones? Roaches, oh, roaches, the worst. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. Hey, keep writing your, your, your fears right there. We all have some kind of crazy fears. Here, here's kind of one of the points. Write it down in your notes this way. The word, the phrase fear not is actually mentioned 365 times in the Bible. Isn't that crazy? Why would God put that in the scriptures 365 times? Here's why I believe he wants us to do it. Because he realizes every single day 
Fear is gonna try to creep up in your life and you've gotta make a decision to say, you know what, I'm choosing faith over fear in this situation every single day. And you know what, just add another one for the leap year because I think there's a leap year this year. So there's no excuses. You, you have to understand that God is serious about us making sure that we are people of faith, not people of fear. Now here's what's interesting about it. Write it down in your notes this way. Faith and fear are opposites with the exact same definition. Now think about this, okay? Because I, I, I never connected this before. Because actually, the Bible says in Hebrews, here's what, here's what fa- fear is. Fear, is, I mean, faith is this. It's the substance, it's the hope, things hoped for. It's a desire for things hoped for that are not seen. So it's this idea that you are going to, um, you're certain that something's gonna happen that you don't see. So that's what he describes faith as. So here's what faith is. Faith is like, you know what, it's not turning out Good, but I'm certain, even though I don't see it, it's gonna happen. I'm certain God's on my side. I'm certain things are gonna turn around. That's what faith is. Isn't fear the exact same thing, but in the opposite? So fear is, I'm certain I'm gonna get the virus. I'm certain the market will never recover. I'm certain the shark is going out of everybody on the beach. He ain't gonna bite anybody else. He's biting me. That's it. It's, it's certainty of things that you don't see. And I wanna change your position today to be certain today, not of the negative, but of the positive. There's so much negativity in our world today. And if we could stream something across Tampa Bay, it's the positivity of, you know what? God is for us. God's on our side. You, God is good. You might not see it this moment, but God is with us during this whole thing. That is the faith that I wanna build in your mind. There's one scripture I wanna give you today that'll be the kind of bedrock of our message, and it's in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse seven, and it talks about fear. And it doesn't just talk about fear, it talks about a spirit of fear. A spirit of fear is a little bit different. A spirit of fear is where, like if you see the, the spider or the roach, or uh, my wife, that's the thing with roaches with her. For me, it's spiders. I, I'm a grown man, 6'3". Like, I'm I'm the big dude. That little spider's in the room. I don't care what it is. I ain't getting near it. A a spirit of fear is one of those things where it it literally gets next to you, and it doesn't matter. It'll it'll paralyze my life because of that one little thing. And that's what a spirit of fear, it takes over your life. So the Bible says it this way, and I want you to get it if you don't get anything else. This is the verse that I want to declare over your life in Tampa Bay today. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. There's not, there's not, there should be nothing that's paralyzing your life, that's making you run to Costco and go crazy. There shouldn't, there shouldn't be anything that's paralyzing your life. But he says it like this, but he's giving you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind. Let's talk about those three things. How do we overcome the spirit of fear in our life throughout this coronavirus thing, throughout, the, throughout anything, throughout the elections, throughout turmoil and our, and our uh, finances. How do we overcome fear? Three things, and I want you to write them down. Number one is you gotta understand power. He says, he says I've given you a spirit of power. Power. Uh, here's another word you can write next to the word power. It's just it's boldness, authority. I don't know if you've ever had those moments where you got a little bit of power in you, and you just felt like, man, I, I, I can do something. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big deal. I don't know if you ever had that moment. I actually had the moment. Me and Pastor June, we had this moment. There's a guy at our church that is a, um, he's a senior executive at Universal Studios. Okay, I'm not gonna tell you who he is because every one of you guys will try to go up to him and get free tickets to Universal. <laughs> it's just what happens. 
But he came up to Pastor June and he said, hey, if some of you guys want to go to Universal, I can give you a pass that will get you to, into the park for free and then get you onto the rides. We thought, oh, that's sweet. So we went with our, our wives, Pastor Bobby, and then uh, our, our wives, and we all went to Universal. So we get there. This guy gives us his pass. It's only for the senior executives of Universal. So we walk up there. We got this little pass, and I'm telling you, I, I love Pastor Jim. He, he's a very humble guy until he got that pass. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's walking around like he's got a strut now. I mean, he, he walked up, we walked to the front gate. You know, people are paying 150 bucks a pop to get in Universal. Not, he just shows them the pass. They're like, oh, right, right this way, sir, right this way. Got a little power in you, a little authority in you. And so we go up to the first ride right there, hour-long wait. Go up to the person at the front, and they're like, hey, we, we have this, this pass. This is the all-access senior executive pass. And they look at it, they're like, oh, sorry, sir. excuse me, wait one second. We'll get you an escort to bring you up to the front of the line. Wow. Okay. All right, we'll go for that. So they bring us to this back thing. We're going through the locker rooms. We're going through where the, the break rooms, where the, they hang out all behind the scenes. We go up to the very front. They go, and then they ask us this question. We got to the front. Which row would you like for the roller coaster? We'd like the front row, please. That's the only row that mattered. That's, that's the row we want. So we go to get the front row of the roller coaster and we ride it, get up, man, do you want to ride that thing again? I, I don't know, maybe we do, maybe not. We rode every ride in the park. We had this whole moment. What is it? We, it, it was nothing about us that got us onto the ride. It was that we just happened to be connected with someone that had a little bit of power in his life. And I want you to know today, you don't have fear in your life when you realize you are connected to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He is with you. And when you get that in you, you realize, man, I got some boldness in my life. I can do this thing. I can get through trials. It's not because I'm great. It's because God is great. We have that strength in our life. I love this story because you look at the life of Peter. Peter displays it in such a real way. Peter shows us fake power. Do you remember before he, uh, Jesus went to the cross? Fake boldness. He, Peter's going up to all of everybody going, hey, no, no, Jesus isn't going to die. They're going to have to come through me. He had this fake kind of, I'm, I'm in charge. I'm, I'm full of power. Then what happens? Jesus gets denied. I mean, gets rejected and put on the cross. And what happens to Peter? He's sitting there. Some teenage girl asks him, aren't, aren't you connected with, with Jesus? And what does he do? Denies, denies, denies three times. What does he do? He had this puffed up, yeah, I'm something. I'm something, I can do it. And what happens? It doesn't work. But then Jesus raises from the grave, has this moment, ascends up into heaven. Peter gets filled with the Holy Spirit. And then what happens after Peter taps into God's power into his life? You got a guy who went from uh, someone who, who wouldn't even profess his faith in front of a 13-year-old girl to someone who, by Acts 2, is preaching to thousands of people. Acts 3, seeing all these people baptized. Acts 4, he's standing in front of the Jewish leaders over the, the Sanhedrin and the Romans and these leaders over it. And here's how they described them. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. When they saw the courage, like that word courage, that's the same word, the power, the boldness of Peter and John. They realized they were unschooled, ordinary people. They were astonished and took note that these people had been with Jesus. I'm telling you, here's what our world needs right now. They don't need you to get a little bit smarter. They don't need you to get a little bit better education. They need the people of God to tap into God's power and say, hey, we have boldness, not because of who we are, but because of who God is. This is what the world needs. A.W. Tozer says it this way, a scared world needs a fearless church. 
Well, how, do we get that? how do we get that fearlessness, that boldness? We get with Jesus. We get, we get connected with him. And what happens? We get bolder, not because of who we are, but because of who he is. I love that. He says, he says listen, how do you overcome a spirit of fear? You, you get connected. You get power in your life. Here's the second one. Is you got to get love in your life. I love this. Power and love. Now, let's not mess this one up because this is not like the... Uh, like, hey, we're so excited, like hippie, little bit of weed, love, okay? Like, that's just like, I don't know, you can't say that, but you know what I mean? Like, we're live streamed, it's okay. Like, that's not, that's not, this isn't like love, like infatuation type love. That's not the love he's talking about right here. The Greek word for love that's described in this passage, you can write it down, is this word agape. Agape is a beautiful word. Here's what it means. It means the unconditional Love of God. Here, here's how you know that you, you will experience, you'll overcome fear in your life, is when you have true love in your life. Now, I'll use this as an example when it comes to relationships. Because so many people in a real thriving relationship, in a marriage relationship, there's, there's not a fear in the relationship. So if, if Katie and I, I'm not sitting there going, Oh man, is you know, I hope I say something that really impresses her right now. Like once once you have like real real genuine love, you're you're no longer trying to sit there like, "Oh man, I hope they're like me right now. I hope they're happy with me today." Like, "Oh, I wonder who she's texting. I wonder who's No, no, there, there's trust. There's there's no fear in the relationship. Why? Because the greater the love, the less there's fear. Does that make sense? So whenever you have people in relationships where there's high fear, high skepticism, it's because there's low love. Does that make sense? So that's why he gives us the solution to fear in your life. He goes, here's what you need in your life. You want to overcome fear. You need love in your life. And here's what you need. You need the agape love, the real love of God in your life. So if you're overwhelmed with fear during this time, replace it with love in your life, the love of God. The Bible says it like this way. 1 John 4, 18, there's no fear in love, but perfect love, that's God's love. Look what it does. It drives out fear. I don't know what fear you're dealing with today. It can be driven out when you experience the love of God. It can be driven out. The, the one who fears is, is like, this is what it says. It says drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. But we love because why? He first loved us. So I want you to realize today that if you're overcome by some fear in your life today, you need to have a real awakening to the love of God in your life. And can I be very vulnerable with you? In this last week, I realized those moments that fear rose up in my life when I saw the stock market crashing and I saw the spread of this virus and I'm getting all these reports that we can't have services. I'm, I had some fear rise up in me and here's what I wrote down that just helped me, it convicted me and I hope it challenges you and then maybe this is a little one-liner you can walk away with today. Simply this, when I experience fear, it serves as a reminder to me that there's still more of God's love for me to experience. Because there's a lot of people that you just, I just realized, whoa, 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 there's, there's too much of me and there's too little of him. And if I'll, if I'll empty myself a little bit of me, I realize there's more of God's love because in a perfect relationship with God, I wouldn't experience fear because I have God's love in my life. Can I get a good amen today? All right, all right, number three, he says it this way. He says, you don't just need power, you don't just need love, but here's the third one. This is a big one for us today because I think this one's lost in our culture right now. You need a sound mind. 
a sound mind. I don't know if you have any people in your life that don't have a sound mind. I'm related to some. They just don't have a sound mind. And, and here, here's what a, a sound mind is. A sound mind is when you're, you're thinking about the thing clearly. You're, you're thinking about it. Here's the best way I describe it is, am I thinking about it the way God thinks about it? That's why 1 Corinthians says it this way. Paul, the apostle, says it this way, that we should have the mind of Christ in our life. So when you're, when you're in a moment where you go, go, here's what I do. I don't think about what is, what is Pastor Aaron thinking during this or what are my parents thinking about during this. During this crisis, here's what a sound mind says. A sound mind says, what is God saying in this moment? What is God thinking in this moment? Because I promise you this, God isn't freaking out as much as we're freaking out. Let me just remind you, he's the beginning and he's the end. He's seen the end of this thing and we're gonna be okay, church. Like, we're gonna be okay. So, so, so you, need to have, you need to have a sound mind. Let me give you three ways to have a sound mind then we're gonna close this thing out. Write it down this way. A sound mind is caused by having knowledge of the scriptures. Now, I gotta reiterate this one because we think that we're gonna get this like just download of, oh, I just wanna have a renewed mind. No, 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 your mind is messed up. It needs to be reprogrammed. And, and by the way, it's not gonna be reprogrammed by listening to news after news and reading article after article. Can I just be very clear with us? If we um, craved God's word as much as we craved news about coronavirus, our church would be a different place. Like, we, we've got this infatuation with, but it's not just this. It's, it, it was the same thing years ago with, with the election, same thing, every hurricane that comes. We get infatuated with what is bad. What would happen if we, if we got our focus off of that news and onto the good news of what God has said? And the only way to do that is to get into God's word. So here's the thing. You are being forced into, uh, what did they call it? Social distancing. Which, by the way, that, if we are... Um, out of services for a couple weeks where we have to do this online. I've already got the next couple weeks messages ready to go just based off of this. Um, I, I'll give you a couple of my sermon ideas. One, uh, I might preach a message maybe next Sunday called I Tested Positive, um, which basically is this idea that I went through a test and, and I was positive throughout the whole thing. Uh, it's just an idea. I got a lot of ideas. I got another message called social distancing, the best thing you could ever do, which is removing toxic people from your life. <laughs> like, it's a whole nother. I, I'm on all these threads, me and pastors are just coming up with, this is what we do for fun. You watch Netflix, I come up with sermon ideas, so. But let me just say this, probably one of the best things you could do during this whole, you're, you're, you're alone, you're, you're there with the kids, dive into God's word over this next couple of weeks. Dive in. Force yourself to crave. You go, well, I don't enjoy it. Read it until you enjoy it. It is, it is a learned behavior. You're going to read it. It's like you eat your spinach. You don't like it. Well, now I like it because I've forced myself to. And I'm telling you, God's word becomes such a, something you'll crave in your life. If you just get past what everybody else is doing where I, I'm going to read a verse and then be over it. No, no, no. I'm going to read it until it transforms me. And I'm going to keep reading it. And, and here's why. Because it's, I'm, I'm going to read it until it reads my life, until it changes my life. That's why the Bible says don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. Don't do everything the world's doing. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and his pleasing and his perfect will. I want our church 
to say, you know what, we are, we are founded on the rock. We are, we're not, we're not fl- thrown to, the, to and fro as everybody else is. Why? Because we are secure in God's word. We, we've got it. So get on a Bible reading plan. Maybe you don't have one. Start it tomorrow morning. Start it today. And find time during this moment where you're disconnected from some people to just get, you'll have a sound mind when you read God's word. Here's a second one. A sound mind is caused by listening to what the Holy Spirit says. The same. Now, now this is important because it's not just reading God's word. Because by the way, the devil knows God's word. Like there's a lot, a God, reading God, reading the scriptures alone won't transform your life. Reading the scriptures with the Holy Spirit transforms your life. So that's why we're spirit-filled people, because we want to read God's word led by God's spirit. And so when I read his word, I want to know what is God saying in this moment? So I'm, I'm, going, to use, I'm going to use everybody up here as an, as an illustration. So let's get a kind of a PTZ, maybe a wide shot of everybody. I'm going to need some help. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to tell me this week maybe what you did to uh, what, what you or your family did to prepare for the coronavirus, okay? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe a store you went to, maybe some stuff you ordered, but I want you to say it, and I want you to tell us, and we're gonna go 15 seconds, and I want you to just, uh, everybody, I want you to give me your best what you did, okay? And, and because people need your, you have so much wisdom to offer them, and, and there's obviously, there's some stuff that you know that, that, that would be helpful to them. All right, so ready? One, two, three. Yeah. All right, ten, five more seconds. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Look it back at me. All right. They gave you some great wisdom. Write it down. Take it home. Okay. You got it. Let's move on. No, you didn't get any of it. Why? Because there's way too many voices speaking at the same time. And there's a lot of you guys. You, you, you want so much to have God's peace, but you're not listening to God's voice. So what I've had to do is I've had to train myself to turn off other voices so that I can turn on God's voice in my life. And God's got a word for this season. He's got a word for your life. He's trying to speak a word over your family, but you gotta turn off those other voices. And I'm telling you, he wants to speak peace into your storm. But the only way to do that is you've got, you've got to silence some of those other things. That's why Jesus says when you pray, you go into that prayer closet, you shut the door. Here's what the door looks like. CNN, yeah. Fox News, yeah. Facebook, yeah. You know, Instagram. You shut the door and you go, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Yeah. And I promise you he's not going to go up to you and go, I'm stressed out. <laughs> this, thing's, this thing's got me. No. He's going to speak peace over your life. And many of you guys, it's been a fight for you just to listen to God's voice right now. And I want you to know he's speaking of your life today, and he's saying peace in the midst of the storm. Don't, d- d- listen, I, I understand the confusion in the world today. God is a God of peace. He's not a God of disorder. He loves you. He's for you. I think it's important that we understand. We, the Bible says it this way. Jesus says, Jesus answered the people and says, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone. So you're not, by, not by just the food you're going to eat. But by every word that, look what this word is. If you underline your Bible, underline this word, proceeds. Notice he did not say proceeded. Mess up some of y'all's theology right there. Because so many people think, well, he's already spoken. He's not speaking anymore. No, 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 no. He, He says every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God's still speaking today into your issues. So I want you to know, he's got a word for you today. You just got to listen to him, okay? All right, he wants to speak. All right, number three, the last one is this, and you can write it down this way is that a sound mind, it's, it's caused by having an, the attitude of Christ. Yeah. 
It's when we make a decision to say, you know what, I'm just going to have the same attitude. Philippians says it this way, in your relationships with one another, have the exact same mindset as Christ Jesus. Have that same attitude as Christ Jesus. So, so how do we get a sound mind? We just connect it with, with how would Christ act in this situation? And it can be very real, like, I, I get it. One day, I don't think it's going to happen now, but one day this whole thing is going to go out crazy. I get it. Like, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be mayhem. And we see in this little week that we've had the chaos and how people act when the world goes crazy. Think about this. We have hoarded toilet paper. Like, you're not having any of mine. We're running through our sword. We've gone crazy. You know, my, my honest question to people, like, they're like, well, I've got my guns. I've got my peanut butter. I've got my toilet paper. If this whole thing goes down, me and my family, we're okay. You and your, your, you're part of a global family called the Church of Jesus Christ. I, I don't know who you're protecting right now, but I just want you to know if this whole thing goes under, it's not going to be, well, me and the Burks are all okay. We're, the, we're, we're created to be Christ in the midst of chaos. And Christ did not hide himself in a forest somewhere with peanut butter and toilet paper when things go down. He was in the midst of the needy and the hurting and the broken. So I, I, I don't know what your plan is during this whole thing. It's, my plan is just, you know, when I can't do anything, I'm just going to serve like Jesus served. I'm going to have the attitude that Jesus had. Do you see how right now, just even in that moment, some of y'all just had victory and going, oh, yeah, that sounds, like, that, that sounds like a better solution than I was coming up with. I was looking at finding a cabin in the woods somewhere to escape. No, 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 no. We're, we're called for this time. We have all of eternity to celebrate. In these moments, and if it gets crazier in these moments, we're going to have the attitude of Christ Jesus. We're going to serve. And we're going to find ways in your church, by the way, to serve over the next couple of weeks, people in our community, people that are hurting. That's why, and not to make a big push, that's why, stay faithful in your generosity. Stay faithful in giving. About 20% of our church gives in person on Sundays. So that's a big deal for us to have that hit as a church, especially because ministry does not you know, go down during these seasons. It's going up during seasons of crisis. So stay faithful in your giving. You never give it online. I don't trust the computer. You're watching the, the, the sermon from the computer. You can trust it. I promise you it's safe. Be faithful in your generosity. I promise you let's have the attitude of Christ Jesus. All right, let's declare it over our lives one more time. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. I want you to say it loud. I want you to say it out loud with me. Ready? For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. One more time loud. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and a sound mind. And God, I believe it over your people right now, that they are being filled with your power, your love, your strength. And right now, give us the attitude of Christ Jesus to serve one another, to love one another, to help one another. We believe you for it. And in our weakness in this area, we look to you, Jesus, to be our strength, our comfort, our hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, let's stand. Let's worship one more time.
unbelief over your life, okay? Listen, we're gonna be streaming messages all day long. We got three more services throughout the day, throughout all week, actually all week long, we're gonna have these messages online. I want you to make sure that you find ways to share them. We'll, we'll put the messages on YouTube. Man, make sure you let people know about it. People need to overcome fear in this time, and it's possible through Jesus. So here's what I want you to do. I want us to end with our radiant benediction. I want you to say it out loud. I want you to declare it today over your Sunday, and let's say it loud, ready? This week, I am moving towards Christ, towards community, and towards my calling. Because of Jesus, I am getting better, and I will keep coming back. We are radiant. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.